become a patron of Entertainment Landfill. Go to patreon.com slash landfill for details. Entertainment Landfill is made possible by contributions from listeners like you. Thank you. Welcome to the show. It is time for another ETL Daily. I am your host, the J-Strum. And I don't do the show alone. I also do it with Mulberry Bill, the Mulberry Historian. Hello, Bill. Hello. How's it going, man? It's going. It's rocking. It's nearly, it's nearly gone. And Steven will be along shortly, and that's all we'll say about that. Oh, okay. All right. <laughs> how, how's you got to leave him wanting more. Oh, as I always say, this is a show where we talk about film, television, pop culture, and even video games. You know, we just put out our E3 special, which was a lot yep. of fun. With uh, We did that with Emma. Yeah, I got a lovely message from uh, Adam from the Bay Area about oh, really? the show and how much he enjoyed it. And that, uh, I haven't replied to it yet because I've been so busy <laughs> and I've got horrible short-term memory. So don't take offense, Adam. I'm sorry. I got a, I got a great message from Jason Swinchok on Facebook. Oh, yeah. He's uh, one of my childhood friends. I grew up with him, went to uh, uh, Bethlehem Center Elementary School with him. Wow. Well, he sent me this really nice message and I read it to Emma and she it, it made her smile. That's awesome. He said, I just wanted to say that Emma was awesome on the podcast. She is very articulate and speaks with such an intelligence. She's an absolute pleasure to listen to. My wife and I have decided that we don't want kids right now, but honestly, listening to Emma sparked that inner dad me. To have a daughter that would be so into video games, that would be pretty cool. Yeah, Jason's Jason's a good guy. He's now a a filmmaker, vlogger, runs a uh, company called Inertia. Or no sure global. He, you know, he's uh, living living his dream, making his dreams uh, the rea- in reality. So that's awesome. I want to thank good guy. You for that. And uh, I read that to Emma, and she just beamed like, "Oh wow, cool!" You know. And so uh, I was like, "You're a natural kid." She is. She's wonderful. You're a natural. And you know what's funny is um, this kind of leads into my whole. I've been uh, twitching this week, Bill. That's yes. Where I will play, you know, I got a PS4 for Father's Day, which totally ruled, was awesome. And it came with uh, two free games, which were The Last of Us. Um, Last of Us, uh, uh, what do you call it? Remastered. Uh, Remastered. And The Older, 1886. And I'd already played The Last of Us, which I will play again. But I was like, what is this Order stuff? I'm going to play this. You know, it was free. Yeah, that was one of the games that they showed E3 last year. Yeah, yeah, it was. And um, what's also cool about the PS4 is just 
that these were downloads. You know, that's what they can they can do it with S- Xbox One also. Where well, even the 360, <laughs> you know, you can yeah. da- buy games and download them on your system. You don't need the the actual thing in your hand, which is really cool. So um, there's a share button on the PS4 controller. You just hit share. You go to Twitch. You can pick Twitch or UStream, and you just type in your name and password, and boom, you're twitching, right? You're so, twitching. You're twitching like you got Parkinson's. <laughs> it's so easy. And then, well, last Friday, you know, I started with uh, uh, Dead Rising Three. I was like, mm-hmm. I haven't played this in a while, and it's so funny because on the video, it's me trying to refigure out the controls. <laughs> oh God. But uh, that was fun, and, you know, I tried the PS4, and I was kind of like, this twitching thing is kind of fun. You know, you're just, like, broadcasting your gameplay, but I decided I don't want to just be quiet and playing, because how boring is that? Yeah, that's super boring. No, you want to be a, you know, you want to be part of it. You want to bring, bring people into it, into your uh, your your mental verbalities. Yes. Uh, so basically what I did is the order, I just talked during the whole thing and made comments and uh, kind of had fun with it. And I played the entire game that way. Three sessions where I think it was a little, it was about eight hours of footage there, which, you know, if I don't see anybody wanting to sit through that, but... Uh, I entertained the hell out of myself. Let's just say that. And I made a couple of highlight clips if people want to see that. Uh, but uh, I saw that, like, this would be so much fun to do this regularly. And, uh, you know, I did get a couple of... The, it's funny, my t- first twitching session, there were some... There's people all over the world watching. and Sure, yeah. People who were foreigners that uh, I didn't understand a word they were saying to me. <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of like uh, Periscope for, um, you know, for video games or Periscope is the app where you can just kind of broadcast what you're doing. Right. It's, it's kind of like a live Facebook or a live Instagram. And this is like live, you know, video gaming. And I know Twitch has been around a long time now. But I just never paid attention to it. You know what I mean? Like, occasionally I would go on there to watch something because there was a link provided. And it wasn't until Adam Sexton started doing it. I was like, oh, let me create an account so I can talk to him while he's playing, you know? Mm -hmm. And uh, that got me to want to create an account. And I know that you had actually tried it a while back when the Xbox One first came out, didn't you? When I I first got my PS4, I twitched uh, some Battlefield. Um, I don't think those videos exist anymore, but yeah. Yeah, yeah. I think at one time they, uh, they never deleted your videos, but I think now that it's so popular and so many people, I think after a certain amount of days they disappear. So that's why you create highlights to save them. Like if you don't want them to go away. Sure. Um, and also you can pay for the, the turbo service. Yes. Yes. But that only keeps them for 60 days. It doesn't keep them for. Oh, wow. I didn't know that. But I've noticed some people have them, like a shitload of videos, and I'm wondering if they just grandfathered in their videos, like when they changed it from forever to now 60 days or something like that. I don't know. But There, uh, there might be different levels of subscription. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Well, one thing I noticed, I kind of started looking around, and they have some game shows where people talk video games in their living room or whatever. 
And there's some, it's like people from other countries where you don't understand the word they're saying, which is funny. But um, <laughs> a lot of the Twitch channels, uh, you know, if, if you look at any one of them, like say you pick a game like uh, right now, Arkham is really popular, you know, because it just came yeah. out. Um, Arkham Knight. If you click on that, you can see all the people playing it, like different boxes and their faces down in the corner. And a lot of them are are girls, like with like pink hair or green hair or something like that. And they're playing in the corner and then the game is on and they have chat rooms just full of people talking to them the entire time they're playing. And if you scroll down, you see, hey, donate here, don't uh, you know, subscribe here, and people who subscribe get this. And it's just like this whole thing where people have figured out how to play video games and get paid for it, basically. Yeah, monetize it. It's insane. It's insane, I tell you. But it's crazy. It's me. It's amazing. Well, just look at that uh, that uh, floppy long nose. What the hell that guy's Stampy name is? Long nose. Yeah, that does the uh, uh, the Minecraft videos. I mean, that guy's a freaking millionaire. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just from playing Minecraft for people. So, I mean, people pay for anything. I My... think that's what a lot of people don't think about when it comes to crowdfunding and uh, whatnot. Is you have to know how to create your audience. You need to know how to appeal to the audience. Uh, you have to give them an incentive. And if you do that well, people will you know give you money it's kind of amazing like i my first instinct is to do a uh like a riff on what i'm playing you know just kind of have a good time and be entertaining but i've watched some of these feeds and it's people literally sitting there quietly just playing and you can see them like and they're hitting the control and i'm like why is this interesting is it because you don't own the game and you want to see somebody else play it I, you know what? I really don't get it because even if, you know, if I was having trouble with something or if, I, I honestly don't know. I, I it's so hard for me to try to wrap my mind around And because that's like, not the sort of thing I would do. I wouldn't sit there and watch somebody else play the game. I would want to play it myself. Even if it was say, okay, I if I was watching a friend play it, that would be great because it's kind of that social interaction. Yeah. So maybe like, you need to look at it like that. Like I can understand it's a cute girl. And you watch for maybe five minutes, you know, but not like a whole session, you know, like, I don't know. But uh, that's just me. Like, Emma, she can sit there and watch someone play, uh, you know, Minecraft for hours, and they're really entertaining. She's in there. She's laughing. She's having a great time. So it's almost like, I guess it's kind of like you're their friend, and you're watching, and you're part of the action, I guess. Yeah, and that's my first instinct is to always be entertaining, to try to entertain. So, um, uh, my Twitch is uh, Twitch.tv/slash/thejason. If you want to watch any of my videos, because <laughs> I'm gonna I, keep doing it. I'm having a good time. I think I'm gonna Twitch some uh, Arkham Knight after the show tonight. How you should. Um, I've been playing it. I think I'm like I'm, I'm like an hour into it, but. It's. You know, I'm glad I'm not twitching this early stuff because I'm still learning the control scheme. It's just so, like, it's in, it's really kind of overwhelming. Uh, I forgot how complicated these games got. Right. Like they're just. Oh, it's just overloaded with options, well, and especially this one. The world is so big, and then you have to. You haven't played it in so long. You're trying to figure out how to do things, and then certain things. That you remember being able to do, you can't do yet because you haven't leveled up Batman. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. But it's just it's 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 really I love the story. I mean, it it opens up with you incinerating the Joker. It's like them saying, "Really, Joker's dead." That's it. You know, Mark Hamill's busy. He's doing Star Wars. He's doing Kingsman. He's yeah, but, doing TV shows. But the one know. thing that I love is actually he the Joker's in it. But yeah, I don't, I don't want to say how he's in it though, because it, yeah, yeah. it doesn't mean he's alive. Exactly. And you know who's doing his voice now? Who? Troy Baker. Oh, and he yeah, does yeah, a yeah, yeah. Fantastic job. It sounds just like Mark Hamill, basically. Yeah, it does. Troy Baker's a great. Uh, he's like the Rich Little of uh, video game voices. I, I want to see like uh, Mark Hamill go. Hey, he's basically doing my voice. Yeah, that would be funny for this. <laughs> I just get so excited. Uh, you know, Mark Hamill's Joker is legendary. You can never match it. I mean, but uh, it is funny whenever, you know, now that he's, I don't know what happened. Like whenever he, uh, after he was done with the voiceovers and maybe he felt like he knew that Star Wars was coming up. So he needed to buff up his acting chops and he's been appearing in more and more things, you know, from The Flash and, uh, mm-hmm. um, you know, Kingsman. He, he had a... a you know, a relatively large part in that film. Oh, really? Cool. Yeah, he's he's this professor scientist guy, and he like from the very opening. I mean, from the opening of the movie, you're like, "Hey, love Mark Hamill is awesome." <laughs> he yes. was he was hilarious in the episode of The Flash that he was in because they made him into such a jerk. It was really funny. Oh yeah, yeah, and he's. I mean, it's 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 wonderful to see him out and about now. I you know it's. Uh, I love that he's like having this new revitalized career, but uh, Troy Baker doing his voice is is hilarious. I haven't gotten to that part yet, but incredible. I know it's there. He, he's incredible. And speaking of voices, you know, uh, PlayStation Plus has free games every month, and one of yeah. them is Metal Gear Solid Five. Uh, yeah, mine expired just before I wanted to download that because I saw uh, Ground Zeroes was free. Well, it's the game where David Hayter, he used to do Snake's voice. And I thought that's the Snake voice I remember because Metal Gear Solid on the PS1, he's been doing the voice since then. Yeah. And he did it for many games. Vanessa could tell you I never kept up with him. But in this game, it's Kiefer Sutherland doing the voice. Yes. And as soon as you hear his voice, I'm like, what? Because it's Jack Bauer's voice. Yeah, that's not Snake. Yeah, he's like, this is Snake. And it's like, no, it's not. It's Jack Bauer. You know, (laughs) you're not fooling me, man. So knock it off. I I don't understand why they did that. Because people who buy Metal Gear games, they buy them because they're Metal Gear. They don't buy it because, oh, Kiefer Sutherland does a voice. I'm going to buy that game. Well, obviously, there's got to be some sort of... uh, internal shit well obviously there was internal shit going on with uh, Kojima and uh, uh, what was it Capcom or um, uh, Konami Konami so uh, yeah so maybe, to me. maybe that was their way of like exerting power but now we know yeah, like, that there's no, we know, there's Jack been Bauer. a fallout yeah we want Jack Bauer to do the voice screw your David Hayter we don't even know who he is you the bastard you swallowed it. Yeah, exactly. So, but I just think that's weird. When they change a voice suddenly to somebody else, it's it can be jarring. And I haven't even played a uh, Metal Gear game in years. <laughs> but still, mm-hmm. it was jarring for me. I couldn't even play the last one. Like, I just, I've never been a big Metal Gear person. You know, I think 
the last Metal Gear game I played was uh, Sun. Was it Son of Sons of Liberty? Was it the second one? Yes, Sons of Liberty. Yeah, they uh, uh, did a remaster where it was Sons of Liberty, and then I think what they called Subsistence, right, where it was right, like right. a, and, and and it was for the Xbox, and I played it on the original Xbox, but that was the last one I played. The last one I played was Sons of Liberty, where you become Raiden, and but didn't you play um, Snake Eater? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah! I did. Vanessa, That's the prequel, right? Vanessa gave me Snake Eater to play on the PS2. Mm-hmm. Which uh, I had to hook up to the TV and start playing it, and it's on you know a, a widescreen TV and it looks like crap. And it, I just remember while you were playing it, you kept messaging me going, "This goddamn sniper keeps killing me." Yes, yes. Uh, I you know I kept getting stuck in parts. You have to really know what you're doing. Like it has to be like uh, I was Bill. I mean Stephen's knocking on the door. Come in. That's hilarious. Come in, Steven. But um, as I was playing it yesterday, I was like, I don't want to sneak around. I just want to shoot guys. <laughs> but that's not what those games are. They're sneak games, you know? Yeah. I'm not a sneaker. I've never been a sneaker. It's like I told you during the E3 show with Dishonored. <laughs> to get the good ending in Dishonored, you have to be a sneaker. And I just went through stabbing people in the neck. Oh, Bill, look who's here. It's Steven hey. Pop Culture Island. Hello. What's happening? We were just talking about video games. And, you know, they've added sneaking into different kinds of games. Like, for instance, even The Order has certain moments where you have to sneak up on guys and gut them in the most brutal way. You know, <laughs> like I was just like, good God. Look, because you sneak up behind and you think it's just going to like... There was one point where the first guy you grab, I was like joking, go sleep. You know, he's got him a chokehold. He goes, snap. And I was like, Jesus, I just snapped that guy's neck. Did he deserve that? Or? It was kind of like the Assassin's Creed that I was playing where he's got the two assassin blades on each arm. Yeah, that's my favorite. Him. That's what I would. All, I, that was my favorite weapon when I played Assassin's Creed. Screw the, you know, the freaking swords and everything. I just like whipping those blades out of my wrist and just step 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 <laughs> yeah that was my favorite th- my favorite thing was like to um sneak up on somebody from the back and stab them in the neck or or from the air and like right. come down and yeah because that was i loved that it was a great sense of uh some like power and, and then the know, game's just got funky and yeah, I, I did the like, double the double assassin where you walk yep. between behind two, two guys, guys yeah, yeah yep you're just walking through Face the crowd well, it's, you know, it's like The Last of Us, that game, it's kind of a sneak game, too, you know? Oh, it's a total sneak game. But they do it in such a way that uh, it it's not frustrating. Or, I mean, it can be No, it's frustrating. frustrating. Yeah, it can be frustrating, but I remember there's parts with... Uh, you know, there's parts where you have the scary creatures, the clickers and stuff, but there's other parts where you're hiding from real people who are terrible people. Mm-hmm. And I would never leave an area without killing every single one of them because I always wanted to take them all out because I, yeah, same here. I viewed them as horrible people. So I'd go around killing them off one by one. And then if all hell broke loose, just open up and just start getting into a gunfight and stuff. But uh, in the Metal Gear, I'm just like, oh, screw it. And you just start gunning everybody down until you die, which is, it's just not my cup of tea. <laughs> it's so annoying. But uh, I know people love those games, so whatever. 
But uh, anyway, it's it's cool to have a PS4 and play those games. I just am excited about No Man's Sky. Yeah. It's funny. I was going down through like IGN to figure out what what's the best game for the PS4 that's like an exclusive. That, right. Like, and it's just everything is uh, everything's pretty much cross-platform now, except maybe like Bloodborne. Yeah, there's a, a couple of yeah the their flagship titles that are, or even like you know, Xbox got Tomb Raider, and you know uh, Sony they have The Last Guardian and stuff like that. So they mm-hmm. have their distinct titles that, but there's a lot of mainstream titles that they both share. Yeah, but I think it's I think Bloodborne's like the highest rated exclusive. Interesting. And that's actually for sale on Amazon right now for thirty nine ninety nine. Hmm. I because I was looking, I was looking at, uh, I, I was looking at uh, the order eighteen eighty six, and I was like, if this is fifteen dollars, I'll buy it. Otherwise, <laughs> I'll pass until uh, yeah, I'll rent it. It's what's so funny is it's the same exact controls as Gears of War, which was an exclusive for Xbox, right? <laughs> so <laughs> it's like never been on a Sony console, I don't believe. But it, the controls are the same. Even the run where you just go into a sprint and the camera kind of shakes and everything. It's like exactly the same. I would really like to play it just because of watching your videos. Like it, it looks it's got a very uh, interesting kind of vibe to it. Almost like uh, mm-hmm. uh, what's the show? The um, shit, the show with Timothy Dalton. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, Penny Dreadful. Yeah, it's got a penny dreadful yeah, look. It's and their weapons are very steampunk like and uh Yeah. They even have like communicators and I'm like, "Oh, it's very early form of Bluetooth they have there." <laughs> so it's like penny dreadful meets BioShock. And what's so cool is their Q, the guy who makes all their weapons is Nicholas Tesla. Nic- Nicola. Oh, that's Tesla. brilliant. Yeah, Tesla is their gadget guy, and there's a cool part in the game early on where you go down there and he shows you these new gadgets. And I'm like, can I have these? Why are you showing it to me if I can't play with them? <laughs> and he's like, I'm modifying this sniper rifle. And you use it and you take some shots with it. And he, your character, Sir Galahad, he just kind of goes, eh, it needs more work. And he sets it down. I'm like, no, it doesn't. Let me take that in the field. What the hell? You know? And uh, But it's it's pretty cool. I'm going to have to look around here and see if uh, there's any, like, people that rent video games just to rent it and give it a playthrough. Yeah, you know what? Honestly, it'll probably be one of those free games on PlayStation Plus pretty soon, you know? Yeah. I wouldn't doubt it. But, I mean, I was just looking on, like, Amazon. They're still charging $40 for it. Yeah, and there's no way I'm paying forty dollars for a game that's only six or six to eight hours. Considering, yeah, I finished it in two days. It's definitely a rental. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I'm glad it was free because uh, yeah, I'd be like, well, you you know why it was free? <laughs> yeah, yeah, because uh, it's it's not great. The premise right. is really cool, though. You yeah, know? I mean that's that's one thing, but I, I was. I remember seeing it during E3, like, wow, that looks really interesting. And then it came out and everybody was like, um, yeah. Yeah, the shooting and moving mechanics are Gears of War, but it also has, it's all quick time events when you get in hand-to-hand combat. And it turns to Dragon's Lair, where you're like, 
or whatever. Let you know, I really, it. really desperately see? hate quick time events. If you see me playing, uh, if you saw me fight Wolf Boy. Yeah, yeah Wolf Boy. You'll see that's what it is, and I sucked at it. Like, no! That's, and the funniest part is when you mess up and you die horribly. That's, that's why I was going to wonder if I was going to ask you if it was like uh, Dragon's Lair. Like oh yeah, there's some parts that are so funny. There's a part where I'm trying to save this woman, and she died. I'm not kidding. I couldn't figure out what to do. She died like 20 times, mm. and the person who is watching me on Twitch goes, "Maybe you should try shoving her out of the way." And I was like, "What is, what is he talking about? I can't shove her out of the way." And then I was like, "Oh wait!" And I shove her out of the way. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. like, oh, that is what I do. see. How the reticle. You can move it anywhere you want, and then you hit the triangle button. And I kept the guy who was shooting at us. I was trying to do something to him. And I was like, it's not working. It's not doing anything. But you put it on her and hit the triangle button, and you shove her out of the way of the bullet. But she kept, like, getting shot in the throat repeatedly, like, oh, like blood gushing out. And I'm like, damn you. How do I save her? And I couldn't do it. But that guy was like, push her out of the way. And I was like, Whatever. Don't, don't you, back you freaking Twitch watchers. Yeah, don't backseat game with me, buddy. But it's like, oh, okay. <laughs> I don't even know you. How dare you suggest something? <laughs> I know what I'm doing. I am the god of gaming. Yeah, but what was cool is I had a guy saying, you know, I've always wanted to Twitch, but I'm afraid, you know, I'm not a good enough gamer. I was like, just do it. I am. I suck at this. I die repeatedly. You just have fun with it. And he's like, oh, okay. But you got to do like you and talk. Yeah, yeah. Cause you can't just be quiet. There's a lot it of it where nobody talking, yeah. There's a lot of it where just... But like, I like you when when uh, you come upon the cell door and go, I know what you're doing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Don't do it. <laughs> I know. They, slide it open. There's several there's, cell doors. One of them, I was like, open it, nothing there. And I was like, seriously? I thought something was going to jump out at me. I can't believe it. So I go to the another door, and I'm like, okay, I know what you're doing, game, because you... I'm going to walk up here now, expect nothing, and then a guy's going to go like, and scare the shit out of me. But instead, it was a guy like going, down in the corner. I, I thought as soon as you shut it, he was going to burst out yeah. and, and change into something. It you was know? totally like uh, just working me up, and then nothing <laughs> happens. And then you walk up the ramp, and then there's the werewolf guy. But I was like, shoot him, shoot him, shoot him. Why aren't you shooting him? <laughs> there's a great moment in the opening of... Uh, Arkham Knight after, you know, the big the big action-packed opening where you're kind of wandering around the uh, Gotham City Police Department. And, you know, it's one of those slow moments where I'm thinking if I talk to everyone, I'll get a trophy. Or if I look at everything in the evidence room, I'll get a trophy, something like that. And uh, so I'm making my way through really, really slowly. And eventually you get to the holding cells and there's a guy that you captured earlier in there taunting you. And he gets right up near the cell bars. And I was like, is this is is this a thing? Can I can I do something here? And he's he's taunting Batman. And I just pressed the the action button and Batman reaches through, grabs him in the back of the head and slams his head into the bars and knocks him out. Nice. I was like, yes. Yes, that that's what I'm awesome. talking about. Yeah, that's awesome. I like it. And again, you know, like I said, um, I love games with spanning storylines going throughout the game. And that's why I know, like Batman, you're going to get a storyline that you're following clues and stuff like that. Yeah, there's a main storyline with uh, uh, Scarecrow. Mm -hmm. and, and John um, Noble does the voice of Scarecrow. 
Yeah, he does. I, I noticed that. I was like, oh, hey. That's awesome. So, yeah, there's that. But then there's like there's different story. There's like a storyline where you have to rescue uh, certain firefighters. And there's a storyline where you have to uh, investigate these murders all around Gotham. So it's huge. And again, as you're traveling through the town, if you're not paying attention, uh, you know, you have that you pick up on your uh, radio, your CB, your CB radio. uh <laughs> different communications and you can like go like oh if they're talking about a certain mission you can like swoop down over there and deal with that and all that but it became it's overwhelming yeah you know it's like you eventually you're trying to do everything and at one point i was like okay i'm just going to concentrate on the straight mission right now because the completist in me wants to do everything else before the main mission to get like yeah, all my powers built up, but yeah, then yeah, totally. I end up doing that, and then it's too easy. Mm-hmm. So you just have to you have to pick and choose. I'm very I have a very difficult time with open world games. The last yeah, yeah. open world game that I can truly say I enjoyed was uh, Red, well Red Dead Red Dead Redemption or Grand Theft Auto Four. Oh hell, you yeah. know. So Red Dead Redemption, I ate that shit up. You know, yeah, I I one hundred percented it. I did all the storylines. After a while, I lose interest in side quests big time. Especially if you finish the story. If I finish the story before the side quests are done, they're not going to happen once I finish the story. I'm just yeah, like, I I'm finished done. all the side quests with, uh, with the, the lead, the main character. Right. Um, so I didn't have to go back and finish them with the sun. Mm-hmm. So I, I, uh, that game, I finished the Sunset Overdrive, but I've gone back and done some side missions and just stuff, for just, just because I want to get different weapons and see what to do. <laughs> right. Mm-hmm. But I was uh, trying to decompress the other night, and I put Sunset Overdrive back in. And it was so funny because Natalie's like, "What kind of supercharged superhero crazy parkour shit is this?" And I was like, "You're right. It is. <laughs> it's it's a, it's." I only played it that one day, but it it, it was a funny game. Yeah. Oh, it's hilarious! It yeah, made me laugh out loud several times. I still don't think I've seen all of the uh, the resurrection animations. <laughs> yeah, when you die, they always have something. Well, funny. I'm pretty sure I've seen them all. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. Yeah, maybe that game will be one of those. You know, I've noticed like compared to like uh, PlayStation Plus and Xbox. Uh, free games of the month. The Xbox ones are pretty lame most of the time. Oh, yeah. The Xbox ones are awful. Yeah, yeah. I never want to even download them. I did the Rayman one once, but I saw that they're going to have uh, July 1st uh, Assassin's Creed Black Flag. And I was asking you, Stephen, if that was one you had. And, uh, hell, if I can download that for free on the Xbox One, I'll play it. Yeah. uh, Yeah, whichever... the, the I think that's one of the two, because it came with two Assassin's Creed. Your it? Xbox One? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I think it was... Jesus, like, that's, like a, that's like a double like whammy. <laughs> that's like, here's two games. Tier, here's two games that we don't want. <laughs> I just, go assassinate people. <laughs> I, I just, oh man, after, I just can't, I can't hang in. I even bought the Black Flag one for the PS4, and I've Is never played open it. world one, Black Flag? Is that open world? It's, I haven't. I don't know if I've played that one. I think I played the other one. 
Which one is the open world one where you have the big map with things, or are they all like that? They're all They're open all like world, that. but uh, oh, okay. you have to, you know, as you access different memories, the world open opens world. up more and more. So it's limited open world. Oh, okay. Yeah, because some games, you know, it may seem open world, but really it's very linear storytelling. You're going exactly where the game wants you to Right, go. yeah, that's what yeah. you... Yeah, I think I've opened all of the Cuban map right now. You're in, you're in Cuba? Cuba. Nice. Bo- yeah. Yeah, the last one, the last Assassin's Creed I played had uh, Enzo, uh, and it was, I think it was, ah, shit, which one was it? Assassin's Creed 3 or something. And then there was another one called like Brotherhood or something like that. And that's the one I bailed out on. And those are definitely sneak games too, aren't they? Yeah. Yes no. Are they mostly sneak? Yeah, yeah, they're mostly they're, sneak. Yeah, they can go from sneaking so. to also flat out gunfight type stuff? No, it's never. There's, there's it's, very it's limited gunfight. It's 80% sneak and then the rest yeah. is like kind of rescue missions. Oh, okay. Cool. Thank, I don't remember any, missions any escort missions, missions thankfully. Yeah, no escort <laughs> missions. Yeah, those are crazy. But, um, yeah, it's been I've been video gaming, Bill. And you know what? I had denied myself video games for a long time before yeah. this. I, once I had quit Destiny, I was like, I don't. I need to concentrate on other things. Yeah, but you needed a break. Getting a PS4, you know, it's just like, hey, I'm going to play some games, and this is summer time where uh, you know Emma's home from school, and why not? You know, she's in you know, it's, her room it, playing it, Minecraft. And, yeah, it's it's funny. I've been so involved in school and life that I've been avoiding gaming. It's in fact, even whenever I started doing it, I was feeling bad. Like, isn't there something else I should be doing? Like, I was just, I, I was beating yeah, myself it, yeah. up over it. And I, then finally, last night, I was just like, okay, take a breath, relax. You've got all your exams done. You've got your quizzes done. You've got your homework done. Mm-hmm. Just take a moment for yourself and well, beat yeah. the shit out of some people in Batman Arkham Knight. And you have to take a break be- sometimes because you'll burn out. Like, I was trying to crank shows out, and, you know, I did. I don't know how many. The first season of Chuck and then, like three episodes of season two, like all like every single week. And I was like, you know what? It's okay to take a break and slow down for a minute. And kind of like, and we, you know, we went to Galveston and stuff as I just need to kind of like recharge my battery. You know what I mean? Yeah, absolutely. I'm, I'm in that mode right now. I need to, uh, need to go on a vacation. Yeah. Go on a vacation. I need a vacation. By the way, I'm doing that next week. So, Oh, where are you going? Uh, Santa Fe. We go ahead and shut that door, Stephen, because it looks like um, it's going to storm here in a minute. Do you hear that? Pretty scary. Yeah, it's been storming here all day. I blame Texas. You know what's funny? I like vacations, but also I'm a nervous... This is the way I feel on vacation. I kind of enjoy myself, but also at the same time, can't wait till I can just go home. <laughs> That's the way I feel. It's crazy. It's funny, for vacations for me, it's like, I could, like, you think about the money that you're spending that you could be spending other ways. (laughs) Like, I'm just obsessive about that. Oh, all mine's pretty much free, basically. Oh, well, there you go. Yeah. Well, it it was funny. Free flight, free hotels. Well, it was funny because we, uh, you know, looked, Heather was like, we should rent a big car to go down there. Some kind of giant SUV, like a suburban a Chrysler. It's so as big the, as a whale. Yeah, so the 
girls have like plenty of room and stuff. And so we looked and dude, car rentals are like so freaking expensive. I was like, we should have gone on vacation when we had the rental from when, after the car accident, you know, <laughs> because the insurance covered that. But we, I was just yeah, like, let's SUV, just drive our car. That would probably have been like 700 bucks yeah, for the we, week. Oh my God. Well, that and the gas. Yeah. Yeah. And we were like, uh, okay, it'll That's cost. That's what I'm saying, just the rental alone. It'll cost this much to rent a car and it'll cost this much to board baby for four days, which we'd never done before. Uh, we've never, we had never boarded her overnight, Bill. And so yeah. we couldn't imagine like four days. So I got my dad to watch her here in our house. Which God only knows what happened while I was gone, but <laughs> debauchery. <laughs> Everything seemed to be okay when we got back, but um, we saved money by not boarding her, and we saved money by not renting a car. So I think everything was okay. Because the main yeah. thing is, when you're on vacation, you don't want to stress about money. Because all you know, I realized I was like, okay, Heather, at this point, we're spending like seventy dollars per meal. That's like breakfast and dinner and you know in between lunch would be like some grab some kind of snack or something but it's like okay we're doing this for four days good god we're spending so much money (laughs) and we went to that friggin' pier thing you know where they ride on rides and stuff like everything was you can buy either like uh you can ride three rides for this kind of ticket or four, or you can buy an all-day ticket for way more, but they can ride anything they want. Well, of course, we got to get that one. And then you're like, you know, uh, like Camden, like, I don't want to ride that. It's like, great, uh, there goes the money we spent <laughs> on this. But then eventually, you know, they decided, okay, we want to ride the same ride over and over again. And so that was okay. But then, meanwhile, we're all we're all sitting on a bench, like, in the heat going like, Okay, well, at least they're having fun because I'm dying. <laughs> and that's where Heather bought me that chills, you know, that weird towel that stays yeah. cold. Oh, have yeah, ever, yeah. Those chill skins towels, Bill, have you ever heard of those? Yeah, I've seen them. Heather was like, they have them at like Lowe's and, and stuff. They get cold. Yeah, Heather was like, I'm going to go buy you one of those. And I was, usually I would have said, no, that's okay. But I was like, okay. And she went and got it. And it's, Were you like, it's not going to work? Yeah, it's like covered in ice and it's super cold. And I was like, screw it. And I just put it on my neck and I was like, oh. And then after a while, I was like, oh, that's nice. And after a while, you can go back and the guy will soak it in cold water and ice again. You could redo it and stick it in. But it never dries out. And when we got home, I was like, how do I store this? Will it ever mildew or something? I didn't know what to do. So No I stu- refrigeration needed. I stuck it in the garage hanging from the little clothesline thing. The next day I checked it. It's like stiff as like a board. Like yeah, it's, it's like a chamois. Yeah, it's like all the moisture is out of it. It's like, it's like hard. <laughs> it's so funny. But uh, that thing actually works. It's pretty cool. Yeah, it does. I love it. So they said when finished. Oh, okay. So you put it in a Ziploc bag. Oh, okay. So do I keep it wet and just keep it in the fridge or something? Yeah. Probably. It says uh, when finished, please, with, please place in any Ziploc bag while still moist as long as you plan on using it again in the next few weeks. Uh, la, 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 la. Well, I think what I'll do is like wash it and when it's all wet, kind of wring it out a little and stick it into a bag and stick it in the fridge. Because I definitely will use that again. One yeah. I have to be outside. Or something, you know, because I, dude, I don't do summer well because I get real hot. Yeah, I can imagine. The best part is we went to Bubba Gump Shrimp. (laughs) (laughs) 
I just remember the day we spent uh, in Tyler and how miserable it's hot. Like, yeah. hot it was. Some people and we can were... take it. They can go outside and hang out. And I'm like, dude, you people are crazy. You know? Yeah, and they leave, and the kids are running in and out, leaving the door open. Mm-hmm. I remember when I was a, a little kid, we would run into my grandmother's window unit. We'd all sit in front of it, like oh, cooling God, yeah. off because we were so hot from playing outside. And grandma would be like, you kids, quit blocking the air conditioner. <laughs> it's like, no, we're dying, grandma. I always thought it was amazing that my buddy Josh had his own room air conditioner window unit in his bedroom. Nice. It was like, dude, this is like heaven. We would just (laughs) sit in there and play Nintendo and Sega. And uh, the house didn't have air conditioning, but his room did. (laughs) That's, yeah, I got to have air conditioning, man. Yeah, do you guys want to talk about some movies we've seen, starting with uh, Jurassic World? Sure. Yeah, absolutely. I thought, I'm going to say this. I saw Jurassic World twice. I saw it with Steven on Friday and then saw it with Heather and Emma on a Saturday. And uh, I'm gonna, that was a quite a crowd-pleasing type of film, you know? Yeah, it was yeah it's a popcorn flick. Both times, you know, the audience all applauded. At the end, which I always think is neat, but at the same time, kind of dorky. It's like they're not they're yeah. on stage; they can't hear you. Yeah, you know, you're, they're just applauding that. Oh, it's so entertained, and you know, I've heard stuff about it being sexist and stuff, but I don't pay attention. To that I don't. Yeah, that's that's stupid. Was it sexist <laughs> and racist. <laughs> yeah, was that Joss Whedon that got? Uh... I had a his feeling panties he, in a bunch. He was being cheeky, but of course, well, if of the, you say the black anything, guy got eaten. Uh. Mm, no, I don't think so. What black yeah. guy got eaten? There was, uh, I don't remember. His helper, the the guy. Uh, oh, the, the uh, yeah, he got eaten. I don't even remember he that. He didn't get eaten. He lived till the end. There's the uh, oh, a lot of people are getting upset about her assistant. The girl got eaten by the oh. Mosasaurus or whatever it's called. Yeah, and that was a pretty terrible death. But that uh, was horrifying it was but why can't you have that in a movie i don't know but Uh, all i wanted was her just like if they were gonna do that to her like drag it out like that like oh she's okay oh no wait no she isn't oh she's okay no wait no she isn't (laughs) i mean i think maybe they should have like ripped some limbs off that was my main complaint i was like ah, it needed more blood the youngest kid to go like when she goes it goes (laughs) you don't see her you see the pterodactyl that you know that had her yeah crush but I would have liked to have seen the little kids go, holy shit, or something <laughs> yeah, like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That would have been awesome. But I thought it was a lot of fun. I really enjoyed it. And Yeah, you know, I, you know what? I had fun with it, but there was so much product placement that <laughs> yeah. it kept taking me out of the movie. Like, it was absurd how many – it was like Samsung phones. Oh, and yeah, everybody it, had Samsung phones. The whole – they even the – who who uh, sponsored the uh, – the yeah, the oh, AT&T or something. Or was that, oh, is um, Verizon, Verizon sponsored? Yeah. yeah. But I guess that's, it, it's funny how uh, a movie can do that. They're kind of questioning how everything is sponsored, but at the same time, they have the sponsors in the yeah. movie. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, was, I was just like, I, it's hard to suspend disbelief whenever it's just so in your face. Yeah, it was a lot of fun. You know, I, I had a good time with it. Uh, and uh, I yeah, guess say Chris Pratt did great, and uh, yeah, it was, was fun, great. and it was the most fun I've had at a Jurassic Park movie in mm-hmm. a very, very long time. I most uh, I love the first Jurassic Park, 
as probably we all do. Yeah. Uh, you know, we've talked about Lost World being a, a mess, and Jurassic Park 3 is, you know, entertaining. It almost seemed like kind of um I still have my favorite Not on the same scene. level of blockbuster as the other ones. Anyway. It also seemed... Is it strange that I felt that this one was the most tame of them all? Like, I mean, there was blood splatter, but it just felt very... Um, maybe it was in the direction, but it just felt like it, it didn't have that threat. Like, I mean, it's... The, was, the raptors are there. You know, there's a scene where one of them obviously eats one of the bad characters. Yeah. And it just well, felt, the, it didn't feel organic. Like, it just, it kind of felt kind of forced and, no, like, not exactly the, as violent as you would expect. The Indominus Rex, there were times where I thought it was pretty scary, like, when the, it first busts out. Maybe it's because Emma was next to me hiding her eyes a lot. But, um, oh, okay, yeah. The part when the raptors do turn and they're chasing him and it leaps out at us, kind of gives us jump scares or whatever. I sure. thought that was pretty good. Um, I thought it was funny that they they very effectively made us care for a certain group of creatures. And then that certain group of creatures turns on you know, the person, and then it's like, they're back, you know, like, oh, we figured it out, okay, we're not, we're not evil anymore, we're good, we're gonna help you. Yeah, it's not, yeah. it's not that they're evil, it, you know, it, this part reminded me of, um, uh, How to Train Your Dragon 2, where a new alpha comes up and yeah, that's true. them, and the old alpha kind of has to win them back over, it kind of the same thing happens in those, mm-hmm. But I never got the sense that the raptors were that friendly. You know? No, no, they're not. He never he he wouldn't not willingly go pet them. No, yeah, he wouldn't willingly be down there with them if he didn't have to be. But I'm going to say it was an effective blockbuster, and I had a lot of fun with it. It was just a lot of uh, good times. Now, yeah. uh, Stephen, did you ever get to see the new Pixar movie Inside Out? No, I didn't. Oh um, God. Dude, I saw that with Emma on Father's Day, and uh, we wanted to see it on Saturday, and I would have called you, Stephen, but Heather and Emma, like Saturdays, that's their days where they don't want to get out of their pajamas, you know? <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, I, you know, you'd already told me that there was parts that devastated you, Bill, but... Oh, God, I, yeah. I wasn't prepared for the amount of tears I shed yeah. during this movie. <laughs> I remember after after I saw it, I texted you and I was like, "Dude, you are going to cry." And not just you're going to cry a lot. <laughs> like I just it was it just it just destroyed me. First of all, if I just hear a little bit of Michael Giacchino's score, that makes me want to start crying. Yes, because it's beautiful. Like this yeah. uh, piano type of music and you know, the movie is, I mean, it's fun, like a Pixar movie. All Pixar movies, they're fun and cute and all that. But there's so much, like, uh, genuine emotion. I can remember so much as a kid. This probably happens to a lot of children, or maybe every child, where you're frustrated by something, but you don't know how to express it, and no one understands why you're acting a certain way. Yeah. And uh, it can be very frustrating. And when you see that, uh, it's uh, really heartbreaking when you see somebody else going through it. Yeah, and you can relate to it. And the the whole idea of uh, uh, using your feelings to process your feelings, 
Right. Uh, it was very, it was very enlightening. It was, a, it was an amazing way to present uh, a lot of uh, childhood psychology, and um, <laughs> don't what? you do that. By the way, G. Kino, he did the music to Jurassic World too. Yeah. And, uh, he also did it to this movie, and he's just knocking out of the park this summer, isn't he? You know what's so weird about Giacchino is I the entire film I'm going, is this Giacchino? It sounds like this is amazing, but it sounds like nothing he's done. You know, he has a, he has a certain sound. His last... Remember, he won an Academy Award for Up. Yeah. And I think he ha- he gets inspired by what he works on, which probably most composers do or don't. And because he's done other movies that you're just like, oh, this is pretty good. But if you listen to Up and you watch the first moments of Up, and I remember that was the last Pixar movie where I got teary-eyed. Remember the way it opens with it shows the sure. couple, they grow old together. Oh, dude, like I've got tears at the beginning of that movie. And his score along with those those visuals really just kind of break your heart, you know? And mm-hmm. he did the same thing in this movie where just, I don't know if he was inspired by it or what, but... How could you not be? It's funny. I, oh, I it, know. It's just, the entire film was just, it was a therapy session. I know. It was, there, were, there were such poignant moments in this film that explained... You know, moments for me as a child. I don't, you know, when I got home and I was trying to explain to Heather things, she was like, was it good? And I go, yeah, it really was. There's this one part. I guess you can't tell you about it. No, what? 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 And I would start to kind of describe it and I could feel myself like <laughs> welling up at it again. Yeah. It's like, there's this one movie that I always do this whenever I think about it. Have you ever seen Resurrection with Ellen Burstyn? Yeah, absolutely. She, uh, she has a near-death experience in a car accident. When she comes back, she can heal people now. She's, when she died, she saw her loved ones in the afterlife. And they were all, like, grabbing her hands and stuff. But in this film, uh, she can heal and all sorts of things like that. But it creates... It kind of ruins her life because no one will leave her alone. And one thing you uh, determine in the film is whoever she heals, she takes on their ailment for a short time. Uh, like, and at the very end of the movie, you know, I, I won't give away anything in the movie, like the reason why she has to go into hiding, but let's just say that her uh, boyfriend gives her some, he thinks of her as like the new Messiah or something. He kind of loses his mind, (laughs) (laughs) but, um, at the end of the movie, she's just working in a gas station in the desert and, uh, this couple, it's a, it's a really a stunning movie. It really is. There's this moment where uh, you know she doesn't heal people anymore. She doesn't do that anymore. But this couple on vacation stops by in an RV and they have a little boy who's you know he's got a shaved head. It's you know, there's no doubt in your mind that he's dying of cancer. And they're taking him on one last vacation to see things. And there's this part where she says, "Hold on, you owe me a hug." Dude, I am always a mess at the end of that movie, and I will like start to talk to Heather about it, and I'll be a mess just talking to her about it. But that freaking movie destroys me. But that's Inside Out made me feel like that, where it was just like I was just like I was just like 
sobbing or whatever. And I, I yeah. saw Emma, and you could see little two little tear streaks down her cheeks as she was watching it. And it was just like, after the movie, we just had a really good hug. <laughs> we are like huddled Aww. together at the theater. Uh, yeah, Natalie and I were a mess. We just sat in the theater and... Uh, I noticed it. I always watch the credits mm-hmm. and I noticed that, uh, you know, on the side you had the little, the colors of the emotions. Right. And, and, uh, then the last two to disappear were the blue and the yellow, uh, yeah. joy and sadness What's and all that. And I was just, I was just so blown away by how well they represented so many things that we, you know, that everybody goes through as right. a kid. Uh, whether you're dealing with parents that are separated or, you know, the moving or I went to so many new schools as I was, uh, as a kid that I could identify with that being the new kid in school sucked. Yeah, I did that. I did that almost every, every two years. Once I, once my parents separated, my dad moved to Michigan and I went to Michigan with him. It was a new school every two years because he was trying to crime climb the corporate ladder you know i could never put down roots of any kind i was telling emma how like when uh we moved back from california the second time in the middle of the seventh grade and i sat in the uh counselor's office telling me you know this is what they do here it's different than what you encounter in california and stuff i just burst into tears and started crying in front of this lady who I ne- I didn't know, but I was like, that's not the way they do it at my school. They they and I was just like a mess, and I I hadn't like adjusted to like I think like sixth grade was probably the best year of high school I had because I even reunited with like my best friend from childhood, you know, because we lived in California when I was a little kid. Then we moved back to Texas. Then after my mom died, we lived back in California. Then I you know was reunited with my best chum, Ron, or his, Ron we call him Scotty, but he's the Rondu. The Rondu. And, and then I had to leave again, which sucked, and I could, just couldn't handle it. It was just so messed up. But I could definitely identify in this movie, you can see those things that everyone has to go through. The awkwardness of being someone new and not being able to, you're trying to put on a brave face for your parents at the same time. Mm-hmm. Or not. Some kids don't. They're just like, Wah! you know, or whatever. But uh, it's kind of funny how it explains irrationality to, you know, sometimes you're just irrational or you show no emotion. Or the really, the shelf of really bad ideas. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, I love it. It's such a great film. I can't wait to see it again. I loved how they broke down the personality traits the core memories that then influence the islands of personality and how uh as you age or you 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 adapt to new things the way those islands fall away and you know it's they fall into that abyss or or the most amazing part that i'm going to try not to cry and talk about the imaginary friend right uh you know bing bong (laughs) he uh richard kind i mean if if there's uh, somebody that deserves a supporting actor nomination uh, for his voice work, just amazing. The the, yeah, the yeah. character, the idea that he's just discovered wandering around long-term memory. And I, I think that's the way it works. I was talking to Natalie about it, about how 
as as a kid you have this this imaginary friend especially in a household you know where i had three older sisters and two uh you know one parent that was uh, obsessed with her own life and a, and a workaholic father and you just kind of develop this ability to create your own friend and go on your own adventures and the way this friend sticks around in your mind and as you get older and you create more friendships that it kind of falls away, but you still remember them. They're still there in your long-term memory. And then eventually you get to one point in your adulthood where you no longer remember them. You you know, and that the way they handled that and the way that, that your best friend, what they do for you, it just, it, 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 like I was just sobbing. Yeah, and I like how they show, like, a happy memory of your best friend was always had to do with joy, but now yeah. for some reason there's sadness, and it's like, why is sadness involved? It's because you're no longer with that friend. Yeah. And it's kind of like the like nostalgia. When we think of something from our childhood, we have a sense of joy remembering it, but also it's enveloped in sadness because... You yeah. can never have that again. That's what nostalgia is. Nostalgia is a sadness. It's a, it's yeah. you, uh, and that's the, the way I love the way they handled and the, you know, the characters discovered how, uh, especially the character of joy discovering that with, with joy comes sadness. It's, it's an integral part of joy. Uh, and the way they, they work together, you know, when she's scrolling through the memory and she sees how, you know, uh, how, Riley was so sad about how she missed that goal, but then you scroll through the memory and you see the friends coming to her support, and you know it just—it's—it it, was—it was incredible. I was—I was honestly speechless after the film. You know, also I noticed because you know this is a Pixar film, and the little girl was twelve years old. It almost felt like the Pixar movies had aged with Emma, like uh, like from the A Bug's Life or. Uh, you know, uh, Monsters, Inc. and uh, Finding Nemo. And then it's kind of getting, it's more, uh, not just mature, but more uh, like um, on her age level. You know, Emma's 11. But mm-hmm. it's almost like like the whole end credit sequence of this film seems so, you know, the closing credits. Old Pixar movies would have been, you know, had the characters swimming around or doing whatever on the side of the wor- of the people's names and stuff. This one was very subdued, wasn't it? It was a more mature kind of credit sequence. You know, they could have easily put bing bong at the end credits or something, something funny. But no, mm-hmm. it's more kind of a mature work. You know what I mean? I mean... It absolutely I, is. I always think there... There's maturity to each of the movies, but there's also, it's very childlike. But this one seemed more for the older kid, didn't it? It did. Yeah, it absolutely did. I think uh, this is a film that I think should be celebrated and shown, you know, every parent should sit down with their, you know, preteen child and and actually have an honest discussion about feelings to kind of prepare them for what they're about to experience. Even even like in uh, in the film, how Riley gets the new control board and then they see the puberty button and they're like, what's this? You know, because I, I honestly thought as the film was progressing and, you know, her personality, her island's personality were, you know, falling away with each progressive difficulty or obstacle i was thinking wow she must be are they going to play this into she's entering puberty like are they going to go that deep into it yeah and uh because that's what it reminded me of because when you enter that you enter into such 
in a rational mode where nothing <laughs> yeah. nothing you liked previously matters anymore. I almost think, like, thank God we didn't have to see that. <laughs> yeah, I know. Oh, my gosh. Even they were teasing that. Like, oh, we're not going to go that far. Yeah. No, no, no. We don't need to see that. But yeah, I've I had such an appreciation for this film. It it, it like yeah. it stirred something in me. It even stirred that 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 feeling of wanting to create, wanting to relate uh certain experiences in life, uh you know, wanting to um just share in what I went through with other people. You know, it's a great film to to just talk. Oh yeah, did you start I started analyzing my past in times where I reacted a certain way. Yeah. Yeah. Thinking about maybe sometimes like shutting down because I didn't want to feel anything. And I started thinking about moments that um I wouldn't want anyone to go through. Like I definitely wouldn't want my daughter to go through, you know. <laughs> Yeah, and uh, it's just interesting how you start thinking about anger, sadness, and joy, and, and with yourself. Yeah, it's true. Um, especially the uh, you know the the moments you know, whenever they're going through the 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 sad moments, the fear moments, and everything. And it just it really it, it does it it. I just love that it gives it gives people and especially children a reference point. Mm-hmm. You know, it's uh, and I did. I did the same thing. Like I was like, wow, how can I, you know, these moments in the film where this happens, it kind of, you know, how can I relate that to what happened whenever my parents separated or how can I whenever I first moved away from, you know, that that support system on my own with my dad? You know, it was just there was there was so much to relate to. It was it was amazing. Let me ask you this. If you see this movie and don't cry, what does that mean? That probably means you're a sociopath. (laughs) (laughs) Very good. Just so I know I'm not a sociopath. Yeah. I mean, I I think also, you know, I was, I was kind of reading after the film, like how, how I experienced certain things in my life, you know, and I was going down through it and kind of reading about, uh, like being a highly sensitive person or, uh, you know, various things like that, how they, they refer to HSPs and I was taking the test like and all that. I was like, Oh yeah. Okay. So that explains that. And that explains <laughs> that, you know, it's like it actually, the film actually makes you want to improve yourself and understand your reactions to certain things. Right. Yeah. I think it's healthy to want to understand yourself. I've definitely wanted to understand why I've reacted certain ways. But then I realize it uh, that oh I just have a process where I wig out for a bit and yeah. then I talk myself into going it's not that bad Jason. Yeah, I'm the I am exactly you know whenever we talk about stuff like that it's like it just kind of reminds me you know how our processes are so similar you know uh, and it uh, it's it's kind of it's empowering to know how you process feelings. Yeah. Like I can even now, like uh, if uh, Heather tells me we have to do something, I'm like, damn it. Why do we have to? And I realize, Oh, Jason, you're doing it right now. You're, you're overreacting and you're just processing right now. You, you'll calm down and realize it's not that bad or something like that. And then I'll be like, no, it doesn't matter. I don't. Yeah. It just takes time. (laughs) Yeah. You have to, (laughs) but, uh, so, Let's talk about other movies. Steven, uh, Ted 2. You going to go see that? No. <laughs> God, come on. No, Steven, we know how much you love Seth MacFarlane. It'll it'll wait till it comes on. What about you, Bill? Dish. Do you want to go see Max about the military dog? 
I really don't give a shit. He's been I is he been traumatized and a little boy brings him back? Yeah, you know what? Uh, but my friend with um with, with a dog or something? Yeah. My friend here in Ohio uh, has been making a point over and over again because when these films, these sort of films come out, I honestly get a little worried cuz the dog that's in it is a Malinois and they're a working breed. And I can just see this turning into a disaster also with, you know, people like, oh, that dog, it's so cute. I love that dog. Let's oh, all get oh, a Malinois. You mean people and, wanting to uh, adopt the same kind of dog? Yeah, and they, I can just turn it into a, I can just see it turning into a disaster because these are dogs that if they don't have a job, they can be very destructive. Oh, They're very high-maintenance dogs. Yeah, super high-maintenance. And uh, I can see people seeing this film and going, oh, I want a Max. I want to go on an adventure with Max. Oh, okay. And then, like, there being a gazillion freaking Maxes well, at the local pound here in about well, six months. The live-action 101 Dalmatians that happened where a lot of families wanted Dalmatians. Yeah. But- on yeah, it's like super high maintenance dogs. It just depends. Some of them are, yeah. They can mm-hmm. be real hyper. You have to put a lot of work into it. It's not just like a. Yeah, uh, my buddy Dave had one, and uh, he wasn't too crazy. They they said that they can turn, you know, get get mean real fast, and I never saw it with. Uh, but with not him. in the Disney movie. They don't. <laughs> But uh, the Dis- <laughs> Cruella Deville was actually the hero <laughs> in 101 Dalmatians because yeah, she the, knew. She didn't realize like, it. Yeah, the the only problem with them is you know they don't la- they don't live a long time. They're bigger dogs. They get the uh, hip displays. They, yeah, uh, they have a lot of problems. Yeah, plus they're so inbred. Yeah, they mm-hmm. have medical issues. But they're hillbilly dogs. <laughs> Basically, yeah, they really all are. Purebred dogs are. <laughs> Damn hillbillies. That's. That's what but, I liked uh, about beagles. They relatively have a lot of the bad things bred out of them, except yeah, they're one of the one of the healthiest breeds because they're such a, an old breed. Except they're damn reverse sneezing. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad you know I've had two beagles in my lifetime. Sparky was my first dog, and uh, she was she was wonderful. And then Blue, and uh, he was. Interesting, but I've never heard them reverse sneeze. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah, I've wow. never heard it. I thought it was like a common thing with beagles. No, if, I've, if I've look, never noticed it. If you go to YouTube and just type in beagle reverse sneeze, you'll see all these people are in they post. Is this normal? <laughs> it's like, Take yeah. it to the YouTube. It's like, yeah, it looks like it's normal. Oh, that's awful. Yeah. Poor thing. She seems fine. Once she gets out of her, she goes back to playing or whatever. It's just like the worst part is when she's doing it, like really struggling. You see her tail between her legs and you can Uh-oh. tell she's just miserable until it ends. And then she's back to her regular self. But So other than Max, you know, Max the Super Malinois, uh, I think we have Minions opening up. That, uh, not yet. Not okay. this weekend. July 10th. Okay. July 10th. Okay. And uh, I know in limited markets, uh, Terminator Genesis has uh, opened. Yeah, it opens uh, wide on July 1st. And the reviews are not kind. Oh, dear. Oh, like, dear. Really, like guys that I trust uh, that are just like, this is easily the, this makes Terminator Salvation good. Has uh, McWeenie reviewed it yet? 
I'm not sure. I'm looking it up right now. One thing that's starting, I, I, I'm serious when I say it's starting to look more and more entertaining to me, and that's Ant Man. Uh, yeah, there's actually some really good, um, some really good word of mouth about it, saying that it's, it's, it's good. Like it's, it's honestly a very good film, and it's crazier than anything Marvel has put out so far. I mean, it, it's yeah. I've seen some new footage finally, and it's just. It looks like fun, you know? Yeah, I'm going to give it a go. I mean, I mean granted, like, I'm going to be very, man, I wish Edgar Wright was directing this, but yeah. I'll give it a shot. I think I've gotten over that now. I mean, I know that Edgar Wright's blueprint is still there in the movie. True. But, That's probably uh, why it's good. I'll just say that to myself. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, you can see uh, Edgar Wright all over this, but uh, yeah, unfortunately... Lee, that had to happen, but I'm sure he'll go on to whatever his next film is. I bet it'll be fantastic. He'll make it with the passion of just like it not working out with Ant Man, and he went and made something else that's fantastic. You know what I mean? Yeah, was, I'm yeah. I'm looking forward to anything he does, but uh, I know Terminator. Uh, I think um, what was it? Scott Mendelson. Uh, uh, for Forbes wrote, there's no future, there's no past. Let's hope this Terminator is the last. <laughs> it's just, it's just. I mean, it's it's pretty much across the board. There's there's a couple, there's a handful of people that are like, you know, it's it's entertaining, but yeah. then there's some people that are just like, this is just ponderous. It well, might you, be you, big time entertainment, you know. I'm just ask Bill if he you heard. Uh... Howard interview Arnold this week, right? I did not. Oh. I haven't listened to any of Howard's stuff this week, and he had a big week. So, allegedly, there's two more Terminators slated, depending on how this does. I, All right, I so that's why they're releasing it early to try to get a foothold. I guarantee you it'll do well. Come on, it's a Terminator movie. Yeah, it's, it's got to do well. You know, the Remember, I, the, you can't compare it to Salvation because Arnold wasn't in it. True. Right. And the one that I like that he talked about on there, he said doing another Twins movie. <laughs> Are you serious? Except they find that it's triplets. Awesome. Come oh. on. We would totally see that. Yeah, I probably would. But who's the triplet? <laughs> oh, yeah, I probably would. <laughs> yeah. Eddie, Eddie Murphy. Murphy? Yeah. It sounds great to me. Oh, my God. Yes, please. <laughs> Okay, guys, we have a voicemail from Ken. You guys want to check it out? Yeah, let's do it. Let's check it out. Hey, guys, this is Ken calling from Tokyo. So I left you a post saying on Facebook, uh, I owe you a voicemail. Uh, so here's my voicemail. I'm using my laptop, so I don't know if, the, I don't know if my voice will come through too well. Sounds but uh, just, to, uh, just to say hello, I'm doing pretty well out here and still listening to the show. Uh, finally got to see Mad Max because awesome. for some reason it took forever to come here to, to Japan. So it opened on June 20th. So I was there uh, on June 20th. And wow, <laughs> if wow could be, if wow could be, you know, 10 syllables, uh, that would be the word for, uh, I, I think I think about the time they headed back towards the canyon to just to wreck it. Uh, I, I, the, the smile started on my face, and I just didn't stop smiling until I think, uh, I think four days later. 
So <laughs> that was just a, a treat. But here, I, I do have a question. So there's a scene where I believe it's when they first come to the compound where the, the grannies on, uh, on wheels are hanging out. And there's a nude woman uh, on a, like a watchtower or something. Right. And she's completely nude. And uh, in Japan, you know, they have a censor, uh, censorship for that kind of thing. And I, I, I just couldn't help noticing there was this, this, this digital mosaic effect over like a lot a lot of that woman's body and i'm just wondering if in the original what um no never mind never mind she was yeah, it, no it, it was clear it was clearly sensitive but it was no big deal uh, <laughs> i don't honestly i don't even remember was, uh, that they're very conscientious about that sort of you know what so anyway. um, it was I'll so say, minimal that you didn't yeah he's nude but it's like from the strategically from, from the side and stuff. Yeah. You don't see the any only full time you see her fully is... nude is from behind as she's putting on that. And you know what? It's nothing uh, like titillating. She's no. screaming for like help or whatever. Right. And it, I can just tell Japan's like frustrating the way like <laughs> well, they're the they're ones that they actually pixelize their porn. <laughs> <laughs> like it's you can't there's you can't actually see. Any sort of, you know, like in hardcore porn or anything like that, you can't see it because it's pixelized. That's very strange. Yeah, they're, it's, it's. No a, wonder they animate everything. Yeah, exactly. No wonder they're like, they're, uh, you know, they're animated porn and hentai and all that craziness. Like, they're very sexually repressed people. Like, if we thought we were bad here. Yeah, just, it's, just look at it. It's no big deal. It's just it's it's, it's insane. The thing is, now it will warp the brain because they haven't seen it. You know, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like whoa, now we can see it. But yeah, sorry, Ken. That was sounds like that was censored big time. Um. So next up, uh, next up, that's that's coming to to Tokyo. Uh, I don't know. Um, things come here very late. So I hope to get to see uh, some other things later. But I hope you guys are doing well, and uh, take care. All right. Uh, talk to you later. Bye. All right. Thanks a lot, Ken. Yes, uh, Mad Max, it's uh, a distant memory now because it seems like forever it came out ago. And uh, Heather, baby, has a plastic something she's chewing on. You know what? Natalie what just informed me that the reason why it's probably uh, – pixelized is because families do more things together over there so it's not that they're repressed it's just you know they do more things together which would explain why their hardcore porn is pixelized because families like watching that together apparently (laughs) yeah that's true Uh, why not fun for the family yeah that's that's all right everybody let's gather around the tv it's time to watch the hardcore porn oh it's pixelized (laughs) it's pixelized you know it'd be like that it's like oh you know there's a dirty movie on but it's pixelized so anybody can watch it yeah anybody can watch it (laughs) (laughs) it's family friendly come on little timmy grandma everybody Oh, I love that the grandma in Parenthood. What channel is this? What <laughs> channel is this? And then she goes, I found a flashlight. Oh, oh it's the vibrator. Do you remember the grandma goes, she needs a man. And she goes, she grandma, this man. isn't mine. I love that. <laughs> that grandma is so hilarious. That, that grandma is the best part of Parenthood. When, uh, <laughs> when Mary Steenburgen says, I happen to like the roller coaster. 
And she goes, your grandmother is a great woman. And he goes, if she's so great, why? how come she's waiting in the neighbor's car? <laughs> <laughs> I just love that. That movie, that's one of those movies, no matter how many times it comes on, I can sit there and watch it. Yeah, that's also one of those movies that does feelings very well. <laughs> yeah, it does. Like that whole end part of the movie where they're in the waiting room. After, yeah. After uh, Diane Weiss gives birth. Fantastic. That's just one of those. Spoiler alert, yeah. Spoiler alert. It's one of those movies that always... She gives birth to a vibrator. <laughs> she finally... She finds a man. But I was like, what channel is this? <laughs> I love that movie. But, uh, yeah, good times. Thank you so much for that, Ken. For that awesome... Yeah, and I'm glad everything's going well in Japan. Yeah, that's awesome, man. That's crazy. He lives in Japan. I know. How about that shit? I want to go to Japan. Now, let me ask you this, Bill. Have you watched the first episode of season two of True Detective? No. Okay. Well, you need to watch that and tell me what you think. Are there With, boobs? Uh, that are pixelated in Japan? Maybe. I can't remember. Okay. I'm desensitized. Right. Well, <laughs> so I'm I'm very interested in this new season. It's, uh, what is it? It's Rachel McAdams. It's uh, uh, Tim Hicks. Riggins. Yeah. Colin. Um, uh, uh, oh, yeah. Colin Farrell. Uh, Vince Vaughn. Yeah. Vaughn. Yeah. And uh, if you're if you don't drink or smoke, the mo- the show will make you want to. Remember, oh, okay, excellent. Like, that's like a theme from the first season where all they did was drink alcohol and smoke <laughs> cigarettes. <laughs> I just you could just picture Matthew McConaughey reeked like a ashtray. Oh, he looked like an ashtray. <laughs> yeah, he did. <laughs> but this show, this season two, they definitely all look like ashtrays. It's the same. Excellent. Way. But yeah, I'm curious to see what you think. I've yeah, I, you know what? I I I I'm being very judicious about television shows right now. Natalie and I finished uh, Silicon Valley, which was fantastic. And the yeah. moment it ended, I was like, oh, "Wait, that's the last season? That's the last episode of the season? Are you kidding me?" Yeah, that's a fun show and a nerve-wracking show. Oh my god, is it nerve-wracking? Because <laughs> I was I wanted to strangle uh, Richard. During the the course of it, especially in the episode where he t- keeps going back to the one guy that uh, <laughs> yes. uh, Gil, Gil, Gilfoyle keeps taunting. Yeah, yeah, I love it. And uh, uh, the thing I gotta think like that. I gotta gotta remind myself. Okay, it's Mike Judge. Yeah, okay, think of Office Space. No matter how bad things seem, everything will be okay. But at the same time, they'll also set up things going bad again. You know, yeah. that's way just when something gets better, then it goes bad again. And that's how they keep the show going, you know. Yeah. But if you compare it to something like an entourage where nothing happens, that's uh, the show's great. Yeah. And we're, we're uh, well, at least I'm halfway through Sense8. I was doing some schoolwork and listening to it while Natalie was watching it. And she just absolutely adores the show she i know and i've i've seen seen a good good amount of it to understand where it's going and i love where it's going and since we've been gone on vacation i haven't since we've come back i haven't caught up on it and i want to the last episode i saw was episode five i think yeah and i'm very excited to start um 
Star Wars Rebels. I noticed that the first episode was on my DVR. Yeah, it was. So. It was like a uh, hour long special in with uh, Darth Vader, and they made Darth Vader scary. I thought it was a really good episode. It was really cool. That's what's really exciting me about what uh, is now coming to Star Wars with uh, Disney and the ownership and letting, you know, these these people like Dave Filoni and J.J. And Abrams and, uh, you know, all them really get back into it. And they're they're kind of, they're making Darth Vader the boogeyman again. I, there's a part where the gang, the rebel gang encounters Darth Vader. And he promptly whoops their asses. And uh, it's how it should be. Darth yeah. Vader should be able to kick their asses, like, immediately. And they're just kind of like, who the hell is that guy? Yeah, I just, you know what, it's always Disney. my big hang-up. I've said it over and over again is, you know, that, that opening scene in Star Wars when Darth Vader comes through uh, the door and you're just like, you know, holy shit. This dude with the death head mask, the, you know, black flowing, you know, who the, who the hell is this guy? Yeah. You know, and I love that they're getting back to that feeling. You know, he's no longer the guy that you see walk through the door and go, oh, I hate sand. Gosh, I you have know. feelings about things. I have, oh, I'm feeling feelings. And why can't I give them all Padma? Going through puberty. Well, yeah, so. You know. Yeah, I, I I love that. And speaking of Anakin, the poor kid who played him in Phantom Menace had... <laughs> oh, my God. I'm a person, and my name is Anakin. Did he he went back and became a pod racer, yeah. apparently. Yeah, I never watched... Was there a, a video tree? of it? Because I didn't watch it, but... I have to uh, check this out again. Let me bring it up here. the poor kid? Yeah, I mean, Star Jesus. Wars ruined his life, dude. I guess so. Did it ruin his life worse than the? Uh, remember the the kid who had the star the Star Wars kid. Remember that the his friends. Recorded he didn't know he a, was being. Oh recorded. yeah, he didn't know he was being recorded. No, because you never hear about well, him. Yeah, because like well, did he kill himself? <laughs> yeah, exactly. He killed himself. Um, so this was in Charleston, South Carolina. Wow. Uh, Chase ended when Jake plowed into some trees. Uh, I blame Sabalba. Uh, so chap chap, what's Baloney movie Tava. Baby's got some kind of stick in her mouth. Looks like she has a, a cigarette. <laughs> These are cool menthols. All right, baby. You know you. I like how. She's trading it for food. She's bartering it for food. As soon as Heather pulls something out of the fridge, she drops it. She's like, all right. Oh, upgrade. Hell yeah. So is he going to be okay, poor little guy? I, I hope so. Poor little Jake Lloyd. I'm wondering, did he never get offers again after that film? Or uh, No. I blame Jingle all the way. I blame George Lucas. Yeah, I do blame George Lucas. <laughs> George Lucas ruined this kid's life. <laughs> no, poor, I mean... Oh, come on. Phantom Menace was not that kid's fault. No. It wasn't. It was in the script. That's the reason. What, what are midichlorians? It's like, you know. That's it. Stop. Don't. <laughs> <laughs> 
he just doesn't have enough midichlorians. The force be unexplainable. Uh, Shut golly, up. golly jeepers, what, 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 what are midichlorians? <laughs> golly jeepers, Qui-Gon. Uh, I saw your laser sword. You're some kind of Jedi. It's like, who wrote this? That's right. It was. Uh, I have to go to work for my stereotypical Jewish boss that has Sounds. wings and a big nose. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> I gotta love Anakin. Poor kid. It's working! It's working! Uh, hey, Anubian. Bill, we haven't done it in a long time. You want to do an impromptu Blu-ray? Of yeah, absolutely. DVDs type of something, something. Yeah. All right, let's do it. Let's play the DVD song. <laughs> if I can find it. Are you Are you going to find it? I think Steven should do it a cappella this week. Oh, all right. <laughs> Wait, all no, right, that's let's do it. DVDs, everybody. What am I? The Grim Reaper for that? Yes. All right, Bill. Oh. What do we have in DVD HD Blu-rays? All right. June 20... Or no, wait. That's last week, June 23rd. What am I thinking? <laughs> hey, uh, well, June 23rd, there was an American Girl movie. They're, so they're doing those now. Oh, yeah. Uh, wow. Emma digs us. Oh. <laughs> you, <laughs> you poor man. I don't have to watch them. <laughs> oh, <laughs> that's why we have a DVD player in a room. <laughs> yes. All right. So uh, here we go. Uh, upcoming Blu-ray and DVDs for June 30th, 2015. Starting off with uh, Blue Underground's release of 1990, The Bronx Warriors. The Bronx Warriors. Have I ever seen that? 1982? I think so I've seen the... the- VHS box in Blockbusters when I was young. Yeah, yeah, he's Bronx like on the the motorcycle with the uh, what the hell is that thing called the the ball and chain with the spikes? Shit, what is that Mace. called? Mace. Yeah, yeah. So I've seen that. I've seen the cover, never seen the film. Was this like a? Um, oh yeah, like a Mad Max type of ripoff? Yeah, like it was like a Mad Max slash Warriors ripoff. Yeah, it looks like almost like the Warriors and Mad Max. Yeah, yeah. And a beautiful young girl ventures forth into the Bronx of New York City, even after a nuclear attack has left it a forbidden wasteland of gangs and undesirables. Post uh, Escape from New York, also. Yeah. Yeah. And it looks like Lando Calrissian's in it. No, not Billy D. Williams. It's just the black guy with the same kind of mustache in it. Yeah, it's um, uh, what's his name? Uh, Fred Williamson. Oh, okay. I'm looking at the VHS box right now, and yeah, I've definitely seen this at Blockbuster. Yeah, that's that's why uh, I brought it up. I was just like, oh, okay. Uh, now, I think... I've seen this turd. <laughs> yeah, I think the follow-up, uh, which is also being re- uh, released, Escape from the Bronx, was a Mystery Science Theater 3000 film. Your turtle was a turd. I'm sorry. Okay. I mean, that's that's too bad. 
Uh, let me. I just want to verify that this is true. Yeah, Escape. They called it Escape 2000 on uh, um, Mystery Science Theater 3000. It has Henry Silva in it. Oh, great. Love Henry Silva. I saw yeah. this movie also had Vic Morrow in it. Aww. Poor Vic Morrow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Henry, Hen- Vic Morrow, Henry Silva. God. This is like pure 80s trash here. <laughs> this, is, this is like that unapologetic garbage that they would just pump out. And then we'd watch it and go, why, why did we rent this? All right, next, um, Criterion Collection is actually, f- they're finally separating the, uh, the, the Blu-rays and DVDs from their, um, their like, uh, what was it, the, the BBS collection that had five easy pieces, the counterculture films, like Monkey's Head and all that. So now they're doing five easy pieces uh, um, separately. Okay. Yeah, that's it's the it's the famous it's famous for that scene with Jack Nicholson in the, in the diner right, where right, he tries right. to order the chicken sandwich. Uh, it's the I the Bob Bob Yeah, yeah, there you go. Uh, but yeah, that's that's coming out on Blu-ray and DVD in one piece. Uh, next, we have Get Hard. Uh, Excuse the, me, Bill? Get Hard with Will Ferrell and Kevin Hart. I'm, I'm guessing Steven did not see this movie. Nope. It was the easy way or the hard way. The hard way. Uh, yeah, so I, I don't know. This doesn't appeal to me at all. But I did like whenever they did the lip sync on... Uh, uh, was it... Uh, which late night show is that with uh, the guy that Antibird hates? Jimmy Fallon. Jimmy Fallon, yeah, yeah. That's how I remember his name. The guy that Antibird hates. <laughs> yeah. What, you know what? I, I'm not kidding you. When I was in watching Jurassic World, I thought of Antibird just because there's a little cameo with Jimmy Fallon. <laughs> it makes me think of him and how much he hates him. And how it must drive him nuts that he's now watching this movie and he sees the man he hates in it. And it makes me think of Antibird. You wouldn't if, see that movie because he's yeah, in it. Antibird. It makes me laugh out loud. It makes me happy inside. <laughs> <laughs> Is that a bad thing? <laughs> no, not at all. I love Jimmy Fallon. Oh, me too. <laughs> Just because someone, someone, someone else hates him. Uh, all right. The next are... Uh, Disney Movie Club exclusives, and I can understand Yay! why. On Blu-ray, Herbie Goes Bananas and Herbie Goes to Monte Carlo. I love when Herbie Goes Bananas. <laughs> yeah, uh, I I barely bananas. remember these films, but I do remember watching them. Yeah, I remember the... They did the Herbie movie with Bruce Campbell. It was like a made-for-TV movie. Oh, my God. That's right. It looks like you've gone slightly bananas. You've gone bananas, Bill. So, Herbie, the Herbie films were like the... the Herbie was the, uh, the international Disney character. Yeah. You know, he's, I think bananas is he's in Rio de Janeiro, and then mm-hmm. I guess he... A hop, skip, and a jump, or a fly over to... The, uh, the one... Carl- that one was the sex romp. Herbie movie, wasn't it? The sex romp Herbie movie. Yeah, that's where Herbie just couldn't get enough. <laughs> <laughs> Fall in love with another beetle. 
Yeah, he, he well, he doesn't fall in love with other Beatles. He's he's kind of a womanizer, Herbie. He uh, he goes from port to port. Wow, Herbie, calm down. Uh, next uh, Blu-ray is a documentary called "I Am Evil Knievel." How oh, cool! Yeah, so ninety-four-minute uh, documentary all about all about the small town rebels. Oh, that's the evil dick music. <laughs> oh, <laughs> hey, well, it, it works. By the way, did you ever hear why he left that season? I yeah, because he, he, he came down with AIDS. Yeah, uh, well, they do a blood test before they go into the Big Brother house. Remember they did Big Brother All-Stars and Evil Dick was on there with his daughter again? And all yeah. of a sudden he just left the show and no one knew why. And honestly, we never knew. He said it was a personal matter. And for years until finally, I think it was last year, he finally came out and said that the blood tests that you take to get in the house, they called him and they said, you're HIV positive. And he was like, huh? And he was like, totally, he knew he needed to speak to his girlfriend right away. So he just like took off. But that's pretty crazy. That's, that's, that's pretty intense. That's, uh, yeah. And the way he uh, talked about it and everything was, uh, it was it was yeah, interesting at how honest he was and how much time he had to take to uh, kind of process it all. He acted human for. Uh, yeah, I think he even like moved to Ireland or something. I don't know why, but he did. But this is a documentary about Evil Knievel, though, right? Yeah, not Evil Dick. <laughs> That's cool. Uh, here's something interesting: uh, the Last Nights Dick. or Last Nights. Uh, a film with Clive Owen and Morgan Freeman that I've never heard of and must be a direct-to-video. You're going down, Red Knight! Going down, down, down! Okay. Yeah. Um, so, if you're a fan of paycheck movies, check this one out. Nice. <laughs> uh, next, we SMT. have... Uh, Roadhouse on Blu-ray? Really? Wow. I thought it was already on Blu-ray. But uh Yeah, so there we go. It's it's got a it's got some cool uh I like the box art for it. Alright guys, let's hit the road. To sell it, you know, anytime they release Blu-ray of uh, Roadhouse, you have to you have to oh, mention it. You have look. to celebrate the greatness that was Dalton. There's a little uh piece of light right there on the carpet and baby's trying to get it you see it's like the lights going through the chair and there's like a she's trying to get a shadow basically there's a shadow bill but there's a a piece of light in the shadow and baby's trying to pick it up with her she needs to swallow the light yeah uh, it's not gonna work baby you're not gonna get it i was looking down what the hell is she doing she'll get it that dog gone crazy. So, sorry, Bill. I didn't mean to interrupt you. Oh, no. It's fine. It's fine. Um, uh, and last week, you know, that, that covers this week. But last week, uh, Criterion finally released uh, The Fisher King on Blu-ray. Awesome. I lo- yeah. I absolutely love The Fisher King. It's a great film. And I'm sure I haven't seen it since Robin Williams has passed, but I'm sure it'll really bum me out. Yeah, I don't think I'm going to be able to watch it for a while. Uh, I used to buy all the Criterion or Criterion 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 releases uh, because I was just obsessed. You know, they're the last, you know, 
Blu-rays that actually have extras, it seems. I'm a man, not a fish. Yeah, it's uh, a great uh, Terry Gilliam movie. Yeah, and uh, of course, the week prior had uh, Chappie. And, Chappie. Uh, hey, I got Chappie. I have, yeah. I got it um, with the PS4. It, it was like a, a deal. Did you watch it? Chippy. No, I haven't watched it yet. And it's supposed to have a different ending, isn't it? Like an alternate, alternate. ending. Oh, nice. I, I can't wait to see some more Deant word. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's the uh, weirdest, strangest movie, isn't it? Yeah. But it's entertaining, and the effects are incredible, and I like Chappie. I like Charlotte Copley. Yeah, Chappie? Chappie's book? Have you, you've seen it, right, Bill? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, um, I didn't see it in a theater, but I, I downloaded it. And, uh, oh, wait. No, I didn't download it. I, uh, I bought it. On, I purchased did, it. Yeah, Video On Demand is what you Video mean. On Demand it, yeah. Yeah, I support the Blomkamp. Yes. Because uh, he's doing an alien movie, right? <laughs> or is that yeah. happening? I don't remember. Is it happening? Is I it going to happen? Uh, and yeah, of, of course, uh, more Studio Ghibli films, Cat Returns. Uh, yeah, but uh, that's... And, and a movie called Unfinished Business with uh, Vince Vaughn and uh, James Franco's brother. And James oh, Franco. Yeah, yeah. Oh, you mean Dave Franco? Dave Franco, Dave Franco yeah. Dave Franco. <laughs> James, James Franco's brother. None of your business. Yeah, none you. Um, there was, I know, you just reminded me of a roast. Whose roast was that? Where Bill Was Hader it James Franco? <laughs> uh, I think it was. <laughs> it was James Franco. Uh, Bill Hader gets up there and he's acting like a Hollywood uh, mogul. Yeah. And he goes, seriously, who the hell is Dave Franco? That's like something you'd make up. Like, hey, I'm going to make up that uh, James Franco has a brother. Yeah, his name's Dave. Yeah, that's <laughs> real believable. And they just showed like Dave Franco in the audience. He was like <laughs> losing his shit. It was really funny. But uh, yeah, I love Bill Hader. He's so funny. I noticed the other day when I was in Target, there was a real. They have Target's getting some really nice steelbook editions. Target is what Target, I call it. yeah. And uh, the Chappie Steelbook is pretty cool. Damn, those Steelbooks. I love Steelbooks. Like, if I bought Blu-rays anymore, I would be buying the Steelbooks. Oh, oh, okay. I misunderstood. thought you were saying you love to steal. You shoplift. Oh, I I shoplift all my books from Target. (laughs) (laughs) They do have a pretty nice uh, teen romance section, right? They do. Oh, my gosh. I I get all the uh, the John Green books. You know what's so funny is today I went to Walmart and I noticed I walked by the book section, you know, the paperbacks. They had a copy of Gray, but it's in sealed, like a sealed thing, almost like it's pornography. Like, it's friggin' words. It's a book. Like, is somebody going to walk over and open it up to read a a part that's dirty? It's... (laughs) Yeah. I just thought it was funny that out of all the books, that one's like sealed airtight container where nobody's going to read this pornography. Nobody's masturbating in my target. <laughs> I think it's hilarious that there's more like there. She's really going back to that well. Like, oh, we got now we got to write it again I'm going to say from, masturbating a minute. from the guy's out. point of view. Yeah, that means you're out of ideas. Yeah, exactly. Like, uh, what if I rewrote the book with somebody else? I remember uh, a long time ago when the Twilight books, 
were out and the big thing. Uh, the write, the author was going to rewrite the first book, but under the Jacob, the vampire's point of view, the same exact thing, but it leaked online or something, a draft of it, and it made her so pissed oh, yeah. she said it would never be finished. Do you remember that? Yeah. So this isn't an original idea at all. <laughs> No, that's uh, it's that's the that's whenever things get difficult. It's like, oh, all right, let's okay, uh, let's see how much product. we can bilk out of people now. Yeah, we need more product out there. What do we do? Uh, I could rewrite it from the other character's point of view. Sounds good. Get writing. I can't go to Target without getting depressed. <laughs> <laughs> Target's very difficult for me. Or I'm sorry, Walmart. Targets Targets not bad. Uh, I go, you know, I don't go to the Walmart superstores. I go to the Walmart grocery store. Oh yeah. Those are nice. I like those. But if the superstores are scary, but I go to Albertsons for like produce. We well, get stuff. the most incredible produce there. Yes. Well, you know, Walmart really has excellent steaks. <laughs> yes, they do. So we've learned before on yeah. master chef. How I is master chef this season? It's been pretty entertaining. Has it? Oh, wait, listen to this bill. Walmart sells the highest quality choice steaks, and they're certified by the USDA for quality. Yeah. Yeah, you know, that really had to kill him a little bit inside. Just when he, one in five steaks that. are good enough to be called Walmart choice premium beef. Oh, my God. <laughs> I'm still trying to get used to Joe not being there. Yeah, it's weird not having Joe. I, I really like Joe. He would always crack like, me up and yeah. get pissed and, like, throw the plate in the garbage. Yeah. See what you've done? You've disgraced this entire competition, and you slam something down. You call this Italian? Yeah. Chef, we already family. would laugh at you. This is something that uh, we would get at Fazoli's. <laughs> what are you thinking? Oh, man, I miss Fazoli's. They used to have that here. <laughs> I would get, like, those those sandwiches they would have. They, you know what? We, we have a Fazoli's right at the corner, and I haven't been there in probably like four or five years quite frankly that's a trial my, my dad used to love their subs steven you and i used to always go to fazoli's yep. remember that and sometimes you get the or i would I, get the baked like I, I get the chicken parm yeah the baked chicken parm where the it's all melted cheese on top Ooh. it was good but i guess it closed because of um what Food poisoning? <laughs> the government shut it down. <laughs> I thought it was good. Nobody wants fast food Italian. It's like, sure, I get diarrhea every time I eat there, but it's delicious. It's like, that's called food poisoning. Yeah. Oh, yeah but it's delicious. At least, at least it's not like Chi-Chi's that you know, closed because they gave people hepatitis A. That's what you... You order, you order your, mood, your food, and they ask you what your drink is. You just say Pepto. Yeah. I or you say, uh, what's my goddamn life last night? I'll have the large. What's your pepper, chosen please? disease? <laughs> <laughs> I'd like a side of uh, salmonella with my chicken parm. Yum, yum. Uh, I guess maybe the place needed to close down. <laughs> they're, still, they're still around, just not here in Texas. That I've yeah, because you guys Texas still have Kmart down them. there, right? What? You guys still have Kmart's and stuff no. down there, right? Kmart's are not here. Oh, okay. They yeah, they closed here in Ohio. When I was a kid, you know, you'd go there, but no, it hasn't. They all turned into big lots down here. Yeah. Oh, yeah, we've got we've got big lots out the ass up here. No, I just the stores turned into them. Oh, okay. They're not. I don't know if they're. They're not. A, they don't have an association. 
but those stores that were Kmart's became big lot stores. Most of them. Well, that's good to know. Good stuff. <laughs> and uh, yeah, that's that's Blu-rays for this week. But I digress. <laughs> but I yeah, but I digress. Uh, that's cool. So there's the Blu-rays there and uh, stuff. Summer like that. always sucks for Blu-rays. Honestly, what about uh, what's the next big video game coming out? I can uh, what, of... what would that be? Let me let me look here because uh, that's right. always something that the I'm one I'm game interested that I in. Really, really want to play. Doesn't come out till September, and that's the Mad Max video game, which pisses me off. That should be out during the summertime. Should have been know? released right with the movie. Yeah, that oh, would have been at cool. least. You know, you can pay fifty dollars and get uh, Destiny: The Taken King. Because <laughs> you should have been able to buy the, buy the buy the game and get a free ticket to the movie. Yeah, I love how uh, Bungie keeps shooting themselves in the foot with this stuff. Yeah, they now it's the uh, the they are, Destiny and Red Bull. You know what? They did the DirecTV thing where uh, DirecTV is like, here's a great deal. You get all this stuff, all this new equipment, and these HD package for the low, low price of twenty four ninety nine for six months or something. And people who've had DirecTV for years, they're like, well, what about me? You know, I don't have any of this stuff, and I've been... Well, uh, with uh, Bungie, they're like, if you get uh, Destiny now with the Taken King, uh, for 60 bucks you get all three DLCs, plus you get all this unique paint schemes or, you know, the different colors. You can change your outfits and these weapons. But people have been playing the game all along. They're like, well, why don't I get that stuff? That's not fair. And so they had well, to kind can. of... you can. You just have to pay. Yeah, yeah. So well, now you can go get Red Bull and get bonus XP and yeah, special missions. That? They announced a partnership with Red Bull. What is that about, Bill? Well, uh, you can go get uh, a Red Bull and pay, you know, like anywhere from $2 to $6. And uh, it'll give you bonus XP and a free mission. Oh, a free mission. A nice. free mission. Lane sauce. I just want a game with a beginning and an end, okay? Well, you know what? It, it, I think it's because they, they, they really do keep shooting themselves in the foot with this stuff because this isn't the first time there's been a tie-in. Like, I know any time I would go to the store, I'd see, like, uh, if you buy two bags of Doritos, you get, uh, a, you know, a car in Forza. Oh, nice. You know, yeah, so, I mean, it's, this isn't anything new. It's just that they're going about it the wrong way. Yeah, I mean... I saw someone write, well, they spent a billion dollars making it. They need at least $1.5 million back. <laughs> and I was like, yeah, that makes sense. So they need to do whatever they can to make some of that money back. Yeah, and you sent me the message about Dying Light, which is the Uh-oh. other kind of, uh, what would you call it, like an MMO, like a console MMO? Is it like an open world zombie game? Or yeah, like, yeah. With so parkour mixed there's, in? Yeah, there's that, and now they're like... Uh, we're raising the game on our DLC drink for DLC where they said, you know, yeah, if you yeah. if you drink water you get, you know, it's, this it's in dying level light. Up your game with the real king of hydration. Feed <laughs> yeah. a glass of water. Uh, ever stop to wonder how extremely awesome water is? It's natural, vegan, and sugar-free. <laughs> it's also delicious and great for your health, and even better, it's basically free, available now. 
yeah, and they they released the code that you could enter, which is uh, "thirst is real," <laughs> yeah. and then so totally now of, uh... they've got stretch goals for it. Where if you take a picture of yourself drinking water and hashtag it drink for DLC, you know, they've got, you know, if they reach 5,000 tweets, you get a 50% XP bo- uh, boost. <laughs> if 10,000 tweets, you get a free DLC, 20,000, you know, so they're actually, you know, monopolizing or not monopolizing, but uh, 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 utilizing the, the press. Right that they're getting for this of making fun of uh, destiny's partnership with red bull, but it's, it's done in, in, uh, in jest and fun. So uh, at least I've never played dying light. I, yeah, I saw it's got very average reviews, basically saying it had some good ideas, but, uh, it's like they said, it's all spread too thin. Like mm-hmm. maybe if they do DLCs, they can improve it or something. But uh, 6.5, that's kind of like, uh, I could rent that kind of a game. You know what I mean? Yeah, exactly. I, I And I'm going down through the list here. There's no, I can't find like what the next huge game is that's, that's coming out. It uh, just seems to go on and on with no, like indie this, stuff. Nothing this summer, is there? No, no. All I know it is like, like Mad Max and then November there's, uh, of course, there's Tomb Raider and then. Um, Star Wars. Star Wars Battlefront. Battlefront. But no, no. Um, something else in November. Though, isn't it? It, oh, my God. They're doing APB Reloaded. Do you remember APB? Yeah, yeah. The uh, All Points Bulletin Massive Multiplayer. So now they're doing a Reloaded Edition on consoles. Nice. Yeah, so that that's, that's, about, that's the next thing I'm seeing here. But uh, there's a golf game. Yeah, Fallout 4 is the other big November game. So there's okay. Fallout 4, uh, there's Tomb Raider, and Star Wars Battlefront, supposedly on November 17th. Wow, that's quite a ways off. Yep. Oh, August 25th sees the uh, remastered Ultimate Edition of Gears of War on the uh, Xbox One and uh, oh. PC. That would be fun to play with you. Yeah, absolutely. I'd revisit it. I remember us playing the first one in those... Those little creatures, what were they called? They would run up and they'd... Explode. Oh, the little tickers? The, the, the things that we'd have to dodge that would like, explode? And it, yeah, yeah, they'd explode. And God, those things made me so... Mad. I hated those things. I figured out if you like uh, hit them with your gun, it was easier than actually trying to shoot them. Yeah. Rifle bullets. We would try to dodge them constantly and just get killed by them over and over and over again. I think we played through that entire game. It was like a Saturday or something. We No, I think we played it all week and then on a Saturday we finally finished it. But that Yeah, and we we played it through more than once. We played the first and second one and then I don't think I ever played the third one. Yeah, the third one was uh I, I got caught up in the third one. I thought they they told a good story to to finish it out. I mean, it wasn't a great game, but it was still it was still really well done. Nice. And I never played Judgment, you know, the the, the one that they released uh, after that. So, yeah, I'm just I, I would I would definitely check out the one for the uh, the Xbox One. I think that would be fun. Be cool. Maybe even do a uh, a Twitch video for it. Is it like the first two games in one game or anything like that? No, I think this. Yeah, I think that's what it is. Uh, so you know the the ultimate version the ultimate story uh, is it all three of them or is it just the first i think it's all three of them uh 
you know, the the Xbox 360 games. So, yeah, I see uh, in September, Mad Max, Metal Gear Solid Five, The Phantom Pain, Destiny. It's pain. Uh, it's so phantom. Is, phantom pain is like when you're missing a limb, right? Yeah, so fiddly, yeah, like phantom <laughs> limb. Very interesting. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I have no idea what it means because I don't know any of the story. I, I, I tried catching up on the story of the Metal Gear Solid games, and then I just went, uh, okay, no. You know what? The graphics, I will say, were gorgeous, though, on uh, the Metal Gear 5. I was just like, damn, this looks pretty good. You know, you could say that much about it. but Nice. Oh, Dishonored, the Definitive Edition, comes out in August also. Oh, yeah, and that's with all the DLC. I never played the DLC, but... Uh, I, I did enjoy Dishonored, as I said in the E3 show. Excellent. Most excellent. All right, Bill. Well, uh, I guess that's it. Yeah. I want to thank Stephen and Bill. Thank you guys for joining us. Me this e- I don't know. Wait. Bill, Stephen, thank you for joining me this evening to talk about things we love. Right? Huh? Yes, sir. Love. Love, love. this stuff. Oh, I got to say on sci-fi, you know, they have a triple block of uh, sci-fi shows. You know, oh, yeah. Defiance. Defiance. Have you watched the first episode of that yet, Bill? No. Got to watch that, dude. Got to watch Defiance. I got it. And then there was another show that you mentioned that was really good. I re- I'm really digging uh, Dark Matter. Dark I mean, Matter. Yes, it has everything you've seen before in a sci-fi show. The guy who uh, is the jokey guy. It's got the android. It's got the, you know, it's got everything you've seen on a sci-fi show, but I'm kind of starved for that. And I enjoy the show. It's, you can tell it's a Vancouver, Canada show, right? (laughs) Um, And then there's the show called Killjoys. Killjoys Yeah. That's the one you, you really wanted me to watch from the creator of uh, boss girl, that show. And it involves space bounty hunters. And I love when they describe they live in a quad planet system where it's four planets relatively close to each other. And uh, just the way they explain how there's jobs on all four planets and they call it the quad. And it, they stop in like space bars and stuff. I was like, dude, I'm totally eating this up. I love it. Space, <laughs> space bars. bars. Hell yeah. I love it. You know, space diner. <laughs> yeah, space diner. Hell yeah. So I'm enjoying that. I think it's pretty cool. So check it out. I mean, they're just fun shows. Nothing real serious or anything. You know what I mean? Awesome. That's what I need. Well, guys, uh, thank you for listening. As always, uh, send us some uh, send us some voicemail or feedback at nimpodcast at gmail dot com, or you can send us uh, or you can call and leave a voicemail, m- much like Ken did, exactly like Ken did at one two zero six three zero nine four seven two nine. Also, at nimpodcast.blogspot.com, you can find links to all of our old shows. Just scroll down and click on Show Archive. But also, if you scroll down further, you can find Twitch. And you will see my Twitch there. Where you can watch uh, me play games and stuff. And, uh, Bill, if uh, I would like for you to be... Whenever you do that more, just let me know. Actually, all right. I followed you on Twitch, so I'll know whenever you go on. Oh, okay, good. I'm Mulberry Bill on Twitch, so pretty sweet. If you're, if you're interested, I'll I'll be doing it more often. I'm fascinated by it just by clicking around on there. Is there a way to make that Twitch screen go away? Like you so mean? you can't read the chat or whatever, or see how long, how much time's elapsed? Oh, you mean on your play screen? Yeah. 
in your settings, you can turn that off. I don't play okay. with it on. I If anyone chats with me, I can just see on my computer monitor. I can just turn to my right and look and see oh, okay. what he says. Uh, yeah, I don't like anything to be on my play screen. Like, yeah, that was, I found that a little annoying whenever I was gonna I was gonna start twitching Batman Arkham Knight, and I was like, how can I get this? Going? Yeah, I, yeah oh. go go in your Twitch settings. You can turn it off. Okay, excellent. Definitely. All right, guys. Well, thank you guys for listening. Steven, anything you want to add? Nope. <laughs> nope. nope. Bill, I've said everything I need to say. I have one more thing I wanted to add that uh, Armada, Ernie Klein's new book, comes out this July. So I'm definitely going to check that out. Very excited to read it. Am I right about that, Bill? Yeah, I'm. I can't wait to read it. I love Ready Player One, and uh, he's got a unique, you know, geeky '80s voice. So yeah, it comes out July 14th in hardback. So definitely we'll be checking that out. I'll probably I wonder if he'll go on another book tour. That would be cool. Because I would love to, like, if we could go and uh, see him in a signing down there and I could take my Ready Player One book and get it signed. Definitely. You'll be like, listen to our podcast. <laughs> it's like, uh, no, no, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Bill, Steven, thanks a lot. And what are you guys waiting for? Go play some video games. Go watch a show. Go see a movie. It's awesome. All right, laters. <laughs> Steven, say bye. 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 <laughs> bye, guys. I cannot fan them. Now this is podcasting.